You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, Episode 9. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back, everyone, to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. Thank you again for showing up. Love that you guys are listening to me and checking me out every week when these podcasts come out. If you haven't already, please go to your favorite podcasting app and subscribe, rate, and review. Love to hear back from you. Want to know what you're thinking about this. Give me some ideas for future shows, feedback on what you've heard. It's all here. I love, love, love feedback. And if you want to dog me and tell me I'm doing a horrible job, great too. Uh, There is no failure. There is only feedback. Today, we're discussing habit, structure, and creation around your cell phone. Now, I... Love this one. When I first came up with the idea to do this one, it's because I find myself on my phone a lot. And so I ask myself, why am I on my phone? What was the purpose? And and I go, I run myself through this whole system to make sure I'm not just wasting time, just wasting time. You know, one of my friends and I got into a really great conversation recently about how it seems like there's a lot less time in the day because he's like, I just feel like I'm not getting as much done. And we started discussing the amount of time he spends answering emails and on social media. And, you know, three hours of your day can just fly by just answering stupid emails and being on social media and just being on your phone in general. And, you know, it's sort of that monkey brain mentality where it's like, push, 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 ah, 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 jump, 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 you know, from app to app to app to app to app. And there's some apps that are extremely important to my life. My Fitness Pal, like I discussed earlier in one of the episodes about exercising. I've got a Pomodoro app I use for small time constraint um, tasks I need to get done. You know, I use uh, Wonderlist and I use a a, a lot of them. You know, everybody's got their favorite apps, you know, WhatsApp for communicating with people in big groups. I mean, you know, and of course, Instagram, because I I build my um, community for from sobriety to recovery on Instagram. And uh, you know, I do a lot of work with Facebook pages. So there's a lot of apps that are important to me. So we're going to discuss ways that you can start to control the phone and not have it control you. And the number one question I would have you ask yourself is know why you're getting on it. Okay, there's, there's going to be a lot of keys here. And so uh, I guess a lot of bullet points is a better way of putting it. But the three keys that I have mapped out is know why you're getting on it. Key number two is set time during the day to go off the grid. And key number three is utilization of social media. Because I believe that this is where a a major time is being burned in everybody's day is on some sort of social media app. And there's so many now. Of course, you know, Snapchat and WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter come to mind. But there's a lot more. You know, I I can kill an hour and a half just messing around on LinkedIn. So key number one, know why you're getting on the phone. All right. Some of the bullet points I've got listed here is what is the purpose? Um, are you just scrolling? Or are you setting an intention? How long are you on it during the day? And is it keeping you from being productive elsewhere in your life? All right. So let's go over some of these. What is the purpose for picking up your phone? I see a lot of times, uh, and I've noticed this in myself. So let's all just talk about me is that I'll be at a, a table and somebody's phone will go off and they'll need to answer that phone call, right? Like I'm pretty strict about not 
I will not answer a phone at the table unless it is of the utmost importance. And then I will get up and leave the table. Not everybody follows this. And so some people will just take, pick up the phone and take that call for a minute or two while they're sitting at the table. Well, my immediate reaction is to pick up the phone because what else am I supposed to be doing? Just sitting there watching them talk on a phone. But back in the day, somebody would, you know, need to, you know, do something at the table. You might just sit there and stare around and look off into space or people watch, right? It's like, why did my, why am I picking up that phone? Is there something I really need to do? Or am I just, is it just my brain? You know, is that, oh, the cue, let's go back to this. I feel like I'm getting really excited, so I don't want to jump over some stuff here. Let's go back over to the the habit creation formula I gave you all earlier in some of my episodes, where it's cue, craving, response, reward. If the cue is that you see your phone or you see somebody else get on their phone, now that you crave getting on your phone, maybe it's to see how many likes you got on that post or see if anybody sent you an email because then you feel wanted, needed, you feel like you're important. And see, the craving is of importance. Then your response is to get on the social media or check your email. And the reward is seeing that you got some likes and seeing that you got some emails. But it can also go the other way. And you could realize that no one liked your, your, your the, the post you have of oatmeal. Because <laughs> why are you taking stupid posts of oatmeal to begin with? Um, but most importantly, it's like you can go either way. Maybe you feel good about yourself or maybe you don't because of, of the likes that you got on the post that you made. So what is the purpose of why you're getting on the phone? Is it just to kill time? Is it to feel important? Is it to, to just, just so you're not sitting there and just in your own mind with your own thoughts? All right. If you're, are you just scrolling or are you setting an intention? I do a lot of community building with Instagram. And so I get on there specifically to see, is anyone liked or commented that I need to respond to? What is it I could be doing to help make sure that my community stays, um, you know, fresh and doesn't get stale? What, what, where is it that I need to step in and continue on a conversation or start a thread? You know, I set, I set an intention. If I don't have an intention to get, of why I'm getting on Facebook, I'm not just going to get on Facebook and start scrolling over rando stuff. There needs to be an intention because if there's not, you're going to waste a lot of time and you're going to be at the end of the day, you're going to be like, I don't feel like I got much done. Why not? Oh, because I spent an hour and a half on Instagram and Facebook today. Right? I mean, I know some people who've started up businesses using Instagram and Facebook specifically because they spent so much time on those apps anyways. But then make sure you're working on your business with those apps and not saying, well, I was working on my business, but in reality, you were just sitting there liking, you know, cat memes. You know, how long are you on it during the day? This is going to go up to key number two later on, but are you pick some times to not be on your phone. You know, being in college, there are so many demands as far as the workload that you've taken on, the amount of material you're studying, what you need to be studying, when you need to be studying, you know, level up and down and all around. Like, what is it that you're, you should be doing off the phone? And make sure that you're making time for that. If the cue craving response reward is, is if you're in the flow with that idea, then when you get the cue to be on your phone, have you earned it? Have you gotten, have you, have you spent 25 minutes or an hour studying on materials so that you make sure that you're prepared for whatever it is that's going on in your actual life and not just what's going on in the virtual digital world? You know, is being on your phone keeping you from being your most productive self? 
You know, I get that. There's a lot of organizations, there's a lot of businesses that are just constantly popping in emails. I know people at different jobs that are spending two, three hours a day just answering emails. Now, if those emails are about getting work done, that's one thing. But what happens whenever those emails are actually keeping you from getting the work done? Hey, did you get that project done? Hey, is the project almost done? Project? Well, no, it's not almost done because I've been answering emails about the project <laughs> for the last two hours. So understand that the phone can be a productivity tool, but it can also take you away from being productive. That's the part I want to stress the most, is it is a productivity tool, but it can also get in the way of productivity. So by understanding why you picked up the phone, setting an intention for why you're currently on your phone, knowing how long you're going to be on it for that particular time period, for why you just picked it up, and asking yourself, am I being productive or could I put this phone down and do something more productive? Do I really need to be studying for the next hour? Then put your phone on airplane mode. Whatever happens on Instagram, whatever happens on Facebook, whatever text messages you miss, if those people can't understand that you've got other things that you need to be doing with your life, then you need to have a conversation with them about that. You cannot live your entire existence on a cell phone. Let's face it. I often tell people, you know, there's something to be said for people who work with their hands, who build houses or, you know, wood carving or, I don't know, chainsaw bears out of trees because if the zombie apocalypse goes down and electricity ceases to exist what they've created actually exists in the real world but writing blogs and posts on social media don't exist unless there's electricity unless the foundation's still there so make sure that you're creating things out in the real world not just in the digital world create yourself a life and this, and this moves straight into key number two. Set time during the day to go off the grid. That is extremely, extremely important. People who are you know, in my inner circle know that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when I'm working out from one to three, I'm not going to respond, right? And there'll be times where I'll just put my phone on airplane mode to watch Netflix or to read a book or to just be off, just be off the grid. I'm not at everybody's beck and call. Now, even I know friends with kids and they're like, well, you know, when you've got a kid, you can't just go off the grid. You've got to be available. Back in the day, if your parents weren't at home and the school nurse needed a call, you missed the phone call. If you if they if they went to call you at work and you're away from your desk, you missed the phone call. We've convinced ourselves that we need to be available to every single person every single second of every single day as a justification for always having the phone on us and being ready. And I'm not telling you to be a bad parent. I just need you to like look back in time and remember there were instances where your kid would leave you and other adults were in charge of making sure your kid didn't go off the rails. <laughs> when they're at school, if something happens there, they're there to take care of that. So just be mindful that it's okay. What, I don't want people to be like, ah, oh, this guy's telling me to ignore my kid. If that's why your phone's always going to be on, that's fine. But don't you don't get to pick up your phone and check it every five minutes to see if somebody from your school's called and be like, ah. Oh. And then before you know it, you're scrolling around on social media. That's no. If you're not going to put your phone on airplane mode because you don't want to miss a phone call of something that may have happened to a loved one of yours, then that's fine. But you better be able to have the strength, the inner strength, to not just pick up that phone anytime you wish and start messing around on it. I mean, you can turn airplane mode off and on, 
you know, it's, uh, I remember there being like, I think it was a, there was a TV show called middle, um, with the janitor from scrubs. And I think Frankie was the mom's name. And I think she turned her phone off to go do something and how it was just supremely relaxing and amazing. And when she turned it back on, like one of her kids had like started a fire at the house and another one had missed the ride and was stuck out in the middle, you know, at, at, out in the middle of nowhere needing a ride and all this horrible stuff happened. And the, the, the joke at the end was she couldn't turn her phone off for five seconds without all hell breaking loose. I mean, that's a dramatization on a television show to move a plot line forward. Just, just realize that there are times in your day where you can just turn the phone off and get to your regular life. For those of y'all with, you know, a lot going on in school. Let's say you have a marriage and you've got kids and you're trying to do the school thing. Like you've got to really know how you're managing your time and following Tom Rigsby's priority for focuses idea from episode two will supremely help you. But in order to make sure that you're getting this stuff done that you want done is you've got to be able to turn off the phone. And I'm stressing this so much because this thing has just become, it's diabolical. I left my phone um, underneath my pillow once and went to work and didn't have it for six hours. And every time I went to go reach for it, it was insane. I was like, oh, where's the phone? It was really tough. It was a tough, tough, tough six hours. I've actually set different things, new habits in my morning routine to make sure that the phone doesn't just get left underneath the pillow. The moment I wake up, I put it right next to my wallet. Because I, I, I sleep with it next to me for my alarms and for the sleep cycle app. And I know some people say you shouldn't have your phone next to you. And I don't wake up and immediately jump on social media or anything like that. But my, I do have a sleep cycle app that monitors how much I toss and turn. And I really like that. Now, is that an app that was created by somebody to make sure that our phones don't ever leave our sides? Possibly. Possibly. I think a lot of the apps probably were started off with the best of intentions. But there's if you really were to look at it, it's, it's a diabolical manner to keep you near your phone. I know someone who works at Netflix and they talk a lot about screen time. Now, like they want your screen time. Everybody wants your screen time. My fitness pal wants my screen time. Sleep cycle wants screen time. Netflix and Facebook and Instagram. And then don't even get me started about the different television shows and NFL network wants my screen time and everybody wants your screen time. But if you're giving everybody tons and tons of screen time, you're not giving yourself any non-screen time. Back in the day, people used to just people watch sitting on park benches and just watching people walk by. Now go walk through a park and see how many people are just looking down at their phones and not even noticing the world around them. Do you really want to be one of those zombies? There's nothing going on in, in, in the social media world. It's all a 24-hour news cycle anymore. It's all disposable. I used to do a, uh, a YouTube show called Disposable Trends. Uh, we took it down because my co-host is just trying to do some other things with his career, and he doesn't know if he said anything blasphemous or horrible about the world in those episodes. I don't care. I've, I've, to me, the whole, the, whole show was, the whole show was just to make jokes about how on Twitter something will trend for a day, and it seems like everybody cares about it, but then no one cares about it the next day. It actually, I think by episode three or four, um, Cecil the Lion had been killed by the Palmer Dennis guy in Minnesota, and it took over the internet for a few days. But then all of a sudden, no one even talked about it anymore. You know, it was on to the next thing. That's how social media is. What matters today doesn't matter at all tomorrow. If you're constantly craving that need to be involved in all these conversations, you're just living a disposable life. 
So set time during the day to go off the grid. Don't even read a book. Don't do anything. Just sit on a bench and watch the world go by. See if you notice the the bees nectaring on flowers and the hummingbirds going by. Like just enjoy the world around you. Like I do take my phone into the forest when I go walking because I'm going to want to take a picture here and there. But I'm real mindful not to be think everything is picture worthy. When you go to a concert and you hit record so you can record a song, do you, how often do you go back and listen to that? Like just sit there and be in the moment and enjoy the concert, enjoy that song. What here's how I know most people aren't doing anything with that with those videos that they shoot at concerts. Because I'll go on YouTube and type in that concert, and there'll be like three or four videos that are posted. But I saw a hundred phones up. So what are people doing with all that footage? It just sits on their phone. Are they? I mean, what? I can I can assure you, a day or two later, you're on to the next thing. And you're like, well, now I can go back and I can re- recall being there. I t- I'll, I'll snap a picture. I went and saw, um, what was her name? Um, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember it off the top of my head, and I don't want to sit here. And uh, She's got so many different songs. She's British. Anyways, when was the last? Okay, I was at Moby in Seattle with one of my best friends up there. And I took a picture at the beginning of it whenever everyone was setting up all the orchestra people. And that was it. I have that picture. I don't need to have video of Moby playing one of the songs because I'm not going to forget having been there. I'm just not. Am I going to remember every single second of it? No. Would I love to have had somebody shooting it professionally on DVD? Sure. But you're, that's, I don't need that to remember being there. I don't need that to remember how powerful that song was. You don't need to always have everything in your phone from every little experience you have to remember how awesome it was. In fact, I've, I feel like you're programming your brain to not remember normal life events that it should recall because now you've got a video of it. And so instead of experiencing it as a first person, you're, you're experiencing it disassociated because you're actually watching that song through your phone or you're, you're in the forest and you're taking pictures of every little tree and every little this and every little that. And you're not going to go back and look at all that stuff. So instead of being present and in the moment in life, you're on your phone. And again, when I do go out to the woods, yes, there are certain pictures I'm like, wow, this is an amazing shot. This, is, this will be the one picture I need from this entire hike to, to be able to immediately go back and remember how awesome it was. And so the third key is all about social media. I've got some of the bullet points here is figuring out the top two or three that you want to use. Um, go to the profiles you want to visit and stay away from just randomly scrolling. And three is... Um, Beware of WhatsApp and House Party and Slack and some of those because they all do the same thing. You know, using all of them to do similar things will just leave you jumping from all over. You're now you're using three. You know, one of the ways I could see it being useful now because uh, it's useful to me in the, in the quote unquote real world is that when you join a club or an association on campus, figure out what app they want to use. So that they, so everyone can communicate, right? You know, communicating within your your usual messaging app is difficult, because it'll just because then there's so many other messages that go on in there. That one could get buried or it could accidentally get deleted. But if you jump into WhatsApp or Slack, now anything that has to do with journalism 101, all those people in that class are all in there, and you can communicate. And then talk to figure out what the app is that all of the clubs that you're you've joined, all the organizations, and get them all to use the same one. Because if you got if you if you're in four different organizations but you got four different apps for that, it's like you're gonna miss some of the messages. It's gonna just become overcomplicated. 
and bring this up to people in there. Be like, look, guys, I'm noticing in these two clubs, they're using WhatsApp. And in this other one, they want to use Slack. And this other one, they want to use House Party. Can we all just get on the same page here? So that communicating between all of us just becomes that much easier. Just recommend it in a meeting and see which one people lean toward. And then just use that one throughout all of them. And if you bring it up as far as making sure that life's, you know, bringing up under a successful habit creation, you know, bring it up under the, look, let's get ourselves in a habit to only have to be checking on WhatsApp for all of our clubs. People are going to, I mean, that's, that just makes sense. And then if you're using the other ones for fun, then you do the other ones for fun. But for me, I don't, I don't use Slack and I don't use House Party. I use WhatsApp because that to me is the one that I've noticed a majority of people wanting to get on. When I, if I join an organization, like, yeah, we use Slack. If they've been around for a long time and that's the one they're using, then I just move it to my home screen and put it right next to Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp and, you know, and Trello and some of the, the apps I'm using a lot so that it's right there on my home screen. One of the things I do notice with people's phones, and I like to look at people's home screens a lot to see what kind of apps are on there. I notice with the older generation, they, they leave the stupid ones Apple puts on your phone. So stocks and, and notes and alarm and all of these rando ones, like I put all those in a utilities folder and that it stays on the home screen, but that's where they're located. And I'm not going to have my main home screen with a bunch of stupid apps I don't use. My dad, I notice his phone is he has to get to his third screen before he actually starts getting to the apps that he's using on a regular basis. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just move all those to your home screen? But that's, that's, that's the habit he's formed. He gets on his phone, he swipes left twice, and now he's to all of his major apps. For the rest of us, though, out here in real world land, I highly recommend that you put all the apps that you need on a regular basis on your home screen. And if you want to put all your social medias in one folder, then that's fine. I like to have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Trello and all of them right there on the front. I don't want to have to go into a subfolder to find them. I need them to be right there. So do that with yourself and you'll be able to then have, then, then you'll know everything you want to get on, get to on a regular basis is right there on your home screen and everything else that you might need, put that on the second screen. And then the further back you go, the, the more the, like I hardly ever go to the fifth screen, but when I do, that's where like American airlines and the Southwest app and, you know, PayPal and bank of America, that's where those apps are. Cause I'm not getting on them very frequently, but I'd also don't want them not on my phone. I don't never know when I'm going to need them, but I can assure you when I finally do need my PayPal app, the last thing I want to do is have to reload it in and password this and keyword, you know, I don't want to deal with all that username here, password. No, it's all just on the fifth page where I hardly ever go. So organize your phone apps accordingly to make sure that you're minimizing how much time it takes you to search around. I've got like some writing apps and some dictation apps. They all go on the same row. Then the next row might be all videos. And then the next row will be music type stuff. So that there's, there's a, there's, to me, I've organized them in a way that my brain can understand. So I know exactly where the apps I need are. So that's what we're going to talk about on the phone. We have so much more that we can discuss with this. And I know that you're finding this helpful because somewhere on your phone is a disorganization that you can become begin to organize so that you can build better habits around the use of your phone. Right? Like they, they say like people who are unsuccessful quit after the first time or they don't have a plan of, of strategy. Whereas the people who are successful will fail, 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 and then they succeed and booyah. They're the winners. This is what you need to be doing with your phone.
Don't let the phone control you. Don't let email control you. If you've got people who expect you to answer an email the moment they send it out, um, you either need to discuss with yourself on whether that's acceptable behavior. Like, can you not be away from your phone for an hour without someone losing their freaking mind? And if it's during the workday, there's got to be times where you're working on your stuff and not answering other people's problems. And bring that up in a meeting about how, look, we've got to have some times where we're figuring things out on our own and we're working on our own stuff because I'm constantly answering everybody else's priority. I'm not getting to my priority. So again, the key threes we have is know why you're getting on the phone. What is the purpose? Set an intention. Know how long you're going to be on it for that for that particular time or for the whole day and make sure that it's not keeping you from being productive. Get off the grid, guys. Just get off the grid and look at the world around you. Allow your t- your brain to just sit there and not be staring at a screen. Just daydream. You'll be amazed at the kind of awesome stuff that your mind will come up with. It might it'll probably come up with solutions to project issues you're having or whatever it might be. Had an argument with a friend, just unplug for a little bit and let your brain work it out. And social media, do not, do not, do not be a slave to social media. It's all disposable. If somebody's freaking out on you because you didn't like the picture of their oatmeal or their cat playing with a yarn, then you got to talk to that person about why it matters so much that they like your picture. It's like, look, I'm, I'm your friend. I saw the cat playing with the yarn. Now I got to go on Instagram and like the cat playing with the yarn too? Come on, man. <laughs> and, the bonus, and the bonus key here is to just organize your phone so that the apps you need the most are on the home screen so that you see them, you can get to them, and you can get off the phone as quickly as possible. So, all right, y'all, I hope that you have enjoyed this as much as I have. Please go to your favorite app. It's all about apps today. Go to your favorite podcasting app and subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. I love feedback. Jump on at Jesse Mogul on Instagram and Facebook. Give me some feedback. Um, I've, I've definitely had made a post about this particular episode. And so go on there and start up a conversation. Tell me what you think. If there's no one's done it yet, be the first. If there's already a hundred, be the hundred and first. Uh, well, let's get a conversation going because in life, there are no such thing as good and bad habits. It's all about that outcome. And I will stress this over and over and over again. So know the vision of your life. Know the vision for your cell phone usage and make sure that you're following that. Because the last thing you want to do is finish a day and look back and be like, wow, I feel like I should have gotten a lot more done than I did, but I spent three hours on Instagram. (laughs) All right. Much love, everyone. As always, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Take care of one another, and I'll see you all soon. Bye-bye. 